Hello and welcome to the NRL Show, the podcast for all the motorsports fans who love rugby league. I am your host, Lainey. Well, we are nearly there. Finals football is only one round away and already seven teams know their fate. And after this coming round of rugby league, they can take a break, recover, rehab and sit back to enjoy the finals. Those teams are the Parramatta Eels, Manly Sea Eagles, Gold Coast Titans, Dolphins, Canterbury Bulldogs, St. George Illawarra Dragons and the West Tigers. On the show today, our wonderful panellists Gabby, Emma and Lachlan bring you our tips, insights and even if you didn't ask for it, our opinions on the NRL competition. The Parramatta Eels have the bye this week, perhaps enjoying a rest after a huge performance to take down the Penrith Panthers from their top spot on the ladder with a winning score of 32-18. And it was quite a match. Para fans can take some joy from that performance to the end of their season. We will preview round 27 of the NRL and review the best and worst of round 26. And to end the show, we take a moment to discuss which players have been donning the best hairstyles this season, each giving our top two nominations. There's a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. This is the NRL show where we talk all things rugby league, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mojo Sports NRL show. We're excited. Some great matches ahead, and some of us are watching the ladder with fingers and toes crossed for a win, and others are just praying for no injuries or suspensions for their teams. So let's say hello to our NRL panellists. Wonderful to be with you all. Hello, Lachlan. How are you? And how are you feeling after playing your grand final on the weekend? Hey, Lainey. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, unfortunately, a bit of a disappointing loss for my side on the weekend. But um, yeah, it means my full attention on the NRL final series. How are you going, Lainey? I'm going very well. Thank you, Lachlan. It's great to be back with you all. Um, I'm getting a little bit too excited about how the Warriors are going, but let's hope that they keep going. <laughs> All right. How are you, Emma? Uh, your girls um, played well in their match last weekend? Yeah, I mean, uh, we did lose the game, um, so we're out of the finals, but I couldn't be more proud of them. They went out there and played a 10-on-12 t- uh, game, um, and the other team had a few players on the bench as well, so they kept fresh while the girls uh, managed to hold out for 15 minutes without even letting them score, and then at the end of the game, we had a girl go off in the sin bin, so it was then nine against 12, and to only lose by two tries was pretty incredible effort, so I'm very proud of them. That is awesome. Um, did you have a bit of a mad Monday early to uh, for the end of the match? <laughs> oh, I sure did. It was a big night, and I'm still recovering. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Gabby? Thank you for taking over as host last week. Did a stellar job. Oh, thank you. I am good. Thank you. I'm excited for us to silly finals. I hope we're all excited, getting in the mood. Our last regular round this week. I've actually been wondering how your partner's doing and um, if he's walking on air after that Eels win last round. No, actually, um, you couldn't have found a sadder person considering they've just fought. I don't know, they came really good and it's a little bit too late for Parramatta. They would be holding on for a miracle. So, yeah, he was a bit disappointed, bittersweet. All right, so as we usually do, let's do a review of round 26, team or player best performance. I'm going to start with you first, Lachlan. My best performance for the past round was probably the Eels, just touched on it there, coming good and beating Penrith. Obviously a bit too late for them, but, yeah, that's um, promising signs there for Para fans that, um, you know, maybe next year works out a bit better than this year has for them. Yeah, I think that's a good shot. Uh, I had them as well, but I'm going to nominate Manly. I thought they had a good win. And yeah, again, a bit too late, but a win's a win. I had Parramatta too. 
Um, I think, like you both just touched on, um, Lachlan, I guess they can look forward to next year. But I think the main thing from that is that they've shown a few cracks in the Penrith system that potentially cost them their minor premiership, which I guess that's something Parramatta fans can take away if they've got a bit of hate towards Penrith. But, yeah, other than that, I had the Knights as well. I think they're on a bit of a winning streak. I had both those teams. I had the Eels and the Knights. Um, I thought the Cowboys did pretty well to uh, beat the Dolphins. I'll be interested to see how they um, play for the remainder <laughs> of the uh, of the round um, for you, Emma. But um, you guys pretty much nailed it. Those are the two teams I was going to go for. All right, so who were your worst? Who were the uh, under par performances? I'll kick off with you, Emma. Yeah, well, I'm going to go the opposite to the Eels and go the Panthers. I thought that was pretty pretty poor from them. And um, like we've already just touched on there, uh, the cracks are starting to show and I'm hoping that they continue to show for this round. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Sharks. I was, um, I thought they were really in the box seat to win that game at six all at halftime. I thought that maybe um, I guess some of their experienced heads would be able to get them over the line, but it was a really embarrassing second half from them. I think it was... Well, they, they were kept scoreless, but I think it was like 26 to, to nil there in that second half, something around that, which is um, not great for a team heading into finals, you know, in a week's time. So shucks for me. I had the Bulldogs, and I think it's purely because I don't know why I had so much expectation on them to sort of come up with something at the end of the season, but Manly played so well against them. And I guess they showed a little bit of fight, but, yeah, it was definitely under par. I had the Sharks and Panthers, um, as you guys have picked. Um, I thought Panthers, um, yeah, and I went back and watched the uh, highlights. But, yeah, I actually thought the Sharks um, were definitely out of everyone. I thought they were perhaps the most disappointing, like you say, Lachlan, just that second half, nothing, thought nothing. And they were just sort of making their way back to uh, look like serious contenders. But I don't know, they might be moving back into my pretenders category, so we shall see. All right, thank you, everyone. Those are all good calls. All right, so we're in round 27. This is the last chance for teams to cement their spot for finals, uh, those who are actually close enough um, and in contention. So we're nearly there. Uh, the Parramatta Eels have the bye this round and just showing everyone how you beat the Penrith Panthers. Like you said, Gabby, also outstanding effort from the Eels to come out strong, maintain focus and players that we thought had dropped off in form or losing their might, they just stepped up. And collectively, it was a team effort for that win of a 32-16 to 16 victory for the first match of round 26. I've got to say, for, for a match to kick off the round, it was actually quite a thriller. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, later, no doubt. All right, so the first match of the round is Emma's grand final pick team, hosting Gabby's team, the Melbourne Storm and Brisbane at Lang Park. This should be a cracker match. As we see the top of the ladder, Broncos holding off the Storm, hoping for a win so they can take the minor premiership title. The Broncos are back from Canberra after defeating the Raiders and pissing. Ricky didn't do it, Stuart, for his uh, press conference, uh, winning 29-18. And the Storm will enjoy the warmer weather, uh, pleased after their huge win of 37-16 over the Titans down in Melbourne. Gabby, I know we talk about matches of the round a lot, but this round, it looks like there are four of them, and this is this one's pretty juicy for fans to tuck into for the start of the round. How do you think your Storm side will fare up north for this match in front of a hyped-up Brisbane crowd? Look, I think they'll do pretty good. The Storm have a 77% win rate at Suncorp against the Broncos, so I'm fairly confident in them this week. However, both Brisbane and Melbourne are resting 
so many key players as they could potentially play each other again heading into finals next week. So there's a lot of outs. Um, But the ins, potentially just as good. So for the Broncos this week, we have prepare yourselves because there's a lot. Reese Walsh, Herbie Farnworth, Selwyn Cobbo, Ezra Mam, Billy Walters, Payne Haas and Kurt Capewell are all being rested while Adam Reynolds and Pat Carrigan are still injured and Katoni Staggs is fulfilling his suspension, so they will also miss the match. So that means that 5'8", Josh Rogers and interchange hooker Blake Moser will make their NRL debuts this week, while Tristan Saylor plays his fourth game of the season at fullback. And finally, Jordan Piera makes his first appearance for 2023 on the wing for the Broncos. So much like Brisbane, Bellamy has made some significant team changes this week with Nick Meaney, Marion Seve, Xavier Coates, Cameron Munster, Christian Welsh, Nelson Asafa-Solomona, Tui Kamakamitha, Tom Eisenhuth and Trent Liero all being rested. Uh, Harry Grant had suffered a shoulder injury against the Titans, as has Jerome Hughes with a knee injury, so they will miss out this week. So that means that Ryan Pappenhausen has been named to start at fullback in his second game back in the NRL, which is very exciting, also very nerve-wracking. While Justin Ollum gets a recall in the centres, Jaden Nikarima and Tyron Wishart take over in the halves partnering. Josh King returns at lock. Exciting up-and-comer Sua Balongo makes his NRL debut off the bench alongside Alec McDonald, Jack Howarth and Aaron Penne. So both teams missing heaps but also have a lot of debuts so I feel like it's the battle of the reserves and the NRL debuts this week. I'm going Melbourne I just think that they will get over Brisbane just in terms of having so many players across both teams rested I think Melbourne could potentially do it but what do you guys think? God it's crazy it's literally two like just as you said reserve grade teams it's not <laughs> can't really base it on anything that the teams have done previously in the year because these are full different teams. Um, I just think back to being at the start of Origin when uh, the Broncos had so many players out and, um, yeah, and they still went really well with their, with their young guns. Um, so that's what I'm kind of thinking at the moment. It's a really hard one for me to pick. I think that the Broncos will want to try and keep that minor premiership spot. This is a really hard one for me. I think I'm going to go the Broncos, but I would not be surprised if the Storm gets it. I wanted to ask you, um, Gabby, do you think with Paps being back in there now, that they're just trying to get a few more games under his belt before finals and play him in the finals? Or do you think who do you think will have the spot in the finals? I hope they don't play him in the finals, if I'm completely honest. I think Nick Meany's their fullback like for this year. I think how they did it last week really helped and I think they're in a pretty privileged position to have someone like Ryan Pappenhausen on the bench. He was pretty spent after only a little run last week. I don't think he's – I think it would be too much of a risk for Melbourne to play him full games in the finals. One, you don't want to risk re-injury and two – He's probably not at that match fitness that Nick Meaney is, so I hope they don't. But we'll have to, it'll have to just depend on injury and everything moving closer to the finals. Yeah, I love seeing these weird team lists from resting players towards the end of the season. I think it gives us um, a good look at some of the up and comers, um, and I'm excited for all of them get to make their NRL debut. Um, I think there'll be a lot of passion in this game. 
I think there'll be a lot of players looking to um, to prove a point, and it obviously makes it a bit tough to predict who's going to win this. But I think um, Broncos will be a bit pumped with the you know minor premiership just within their grasp, really after Penrith stumbled last week. So yeah, I'm going to go with Broncos. I'm going to go with Broncos too. Home game. Sorry, Gabby. Um, there are some good players on the Storm side, but yeah, I'm going Broncos. There's not a lot of reasoning behind it except, you know, there's this woman I follow and she always, like, posts um, photos of whenever she goes out to see them train and little videos, and they're just such a tight unit. I'm a little bit worried about Paps. Look, we know he's fit, we know he's committed, and he's um, certainly got that real spirit in him and determination to to play a great match. I I don't know how he'll go for 80 minutes. Um, I hope he can do great things, but... With the rest of the side, that's that's a lot of time for him on the field and he's a little bit new, <laughs> I guess you could say, um, to the team to play a full match and, you know, they might be a little bit unsettled with him there. And I know, like, in the past, whenever the Storm have had even, like, money playing over at fullback, <laughs> you know, that's not necessarily worked out and that's just, like, for one week. Um, I'm not saying that money's anything compared to Paps, but um, just, like, having a different player there with a different view of the game and the way they play considering this team's mostly, I guess, really, like you say, a reserve-grade side coming together, they're kind of a whole new team anyway. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking myself up into being convinced that Storm could maybe make this a close one. But um, I reckon maybe eight points in it and it'll be Broncos. I like it. I was going to say four points. Yeah, sounds about right to me, Lenny. I disagree to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Should be a good game, though. It should be a good one. Thank you, Gabby. All right, on to our next match. Um, on Friday, uh, the Manly Sea Eagles are hosting West Tigers out at Brookvale, and it's no news to these teams that have accepted their fate um, and are not in contention to make finals. This could be a nice friendly match between these sides, Lachlan, although with a lot of heart that Tigers have been playing with. Um, what should we expect in this match? And will the Tigers be looking to beat Manly following their loss to them around Easter earlier this year? I don't think so. Maybe. I don't think the Tigers showed too much heart, to be honest, last week. But, you know, end of the season. So, yeah, it's the end for both of these sides, finally. Um, be able to rebuild for next year. Obviously, very disappointing campaigns for, for them both with Manly, you know, starting off with so much promise after their terrible end to the season last year. And the Tigers coming into this season with, you know, their coaching plan and their shiny new signings um, and centre of excellence as well. But it just hasn't worked out. So a way for both of these teams to sign off on uh, a very forgettable season. Uh, yeah, so it's at Brookvale, 6pm on Friday. Manly, last week, they broke their three-loss, three-game losing streak with a 42-24 win against the Bulldogs at Sydney Olympic Park. Very high-scoring one. This weekend marks Jake Trevojevic's 200th NRL game. And it's just the one change for Manly with Dean Madison coming into the side, replacing Kelman Tuolangi, and there's still no Josh Schuster in that 17, uh, which is interesting. We'll see how I'll – be, I'll be interested to see where Josh Schuster goes from here, actually, in the coming seasons. I think he's a very uh, interesting figure in the game at the moment. Uh, meanwhile, the Tigers, they couldn't match it with the Roosters. 32-8 defeat at Moore Park, uh, really just outplayed. I don't think there's too much to say about that game. Alex Twell and Jake Simpkin are in with uh, Stefano Twikamanu and John Bateman out. Uh, we've also got a bit of a shift around in the spine. So Api Corusau and Dane Laurie are going to start in the halves. 
with Jake Simpkins starting at uh, hooker in place of Coruscant and Will Smith dropping out. And Josh Felady will make his debut at centre. He's been uh, in the system for a while. Certainly a player that most Tigers fans would be acquainted with through his time uh, in Jersey Flag and New South Wales Cup. And also Kit Laulii will debut off the bench. Yeah, so interested to see how they go. Not too many changes, I think, compared to some of the other teams who have been resting a lot of players, but there's not much for these two teams to rest their players for. As you mentioned, Blaney, these two fights earlier in the year, Manly coming away 22-16 to 16 victors at Campbelltown. I think the margin will be a bit bigger this time. Um, Tigers don't have a good record of finishing seasons. And um, also just looking at the team list, the Tigers team looks very weak in comparison to Manly uh, side by side. Do you have any thoughts, Gabby? I think I'm going to just go Manly here, playing it very safe because it's the last round, I think. Um, But the Tigers could do it. The Tigers have been showing some promise over the last few weeks. So, yeah, but I think I'll play it safe and go Manly. Yeah, I'm thinking the same. I want to go Tigers for Lachlan, but I think it's going to be Manly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go for Tigers. Thanks, Lainey. Need some support. support. Hey, they're still my local team, really. So, you know, and I really, yeah, I like the Tigers. I say this every week. I really like them. Even though they're not playing for any, like, sheep stations or anything here, I'm just glad to see these two sides come out and um, just have a good time, play without the pressure. Mm -hmm. Is there a barbecue being gifted to someone at the end of this match as well or no? Maybe for Trevojevic's 200th. I don't know if he's into cooking. I'd like to see someone just turn up and give him a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, maybe someone in the crowd. I don't know if they'll get that through security, but I think that'd be pretty funny. Blake Brooks could re-gift his if he really wanted to. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lachlan. Thanks, everyone. Well, well best of luck to the Tigers. Um, oh, yeah, well, best of luck to Manly as well. <laughs> All right, so the uh, prime time match for Friday is out at Olympic Park. I wonder if this match will get the crowd turnout. It has been hyped to receive. With all the lead up to it, the South Sydney Rabbitohs will be hosting longtime rivals, the Sydney Roosters. The Bunnies are at eighth place on the ladder, and the Roosters are sitting at 10th. There has been a lot of talk about the Roosters sneaking into the finals, and this match is a ride or die match, really, for the Bunnies. It seems the media have got quite the appetite to go after uh, and print a lot about the Bunnies. As of late, although in recent news, Cam Murray has renewed his contract with the team until 2028. Some rumours were circulating about him entertaining offers to go to rugby union. However, South fans are perhaps just happy to hear some good news for a change about their club. Uh, This is another contender for the match of the round. So for the teams, uh, for the Rabbitohs, Latrell Mitchell, he remains suspended, which means Blake Taff will move into the fullback position, which he's quite familiar with. I think he's been filling that spot for some time. When Latrell has been injured, Isaac Thompson moves to the wing as Tane Milne has been dropped to the 18th man. Tevita Tatola is starting at prop for Souths and Jai Arrow will be heading to the bench. Michael Chikam, so he joins the back row in place of Jacob Host and Jed Cartwright's back injury is still a bit of a worry, although he's been listed among the reserves. So for the Roosters, James Tedesco returns to the side from a head knock, so he's at his usual spot at fullback. That means Joe Manu will move to centre, and that could change because he was carrying a hamstring um, injury um, from last week. Um, so, yeah, just note that um, Joseph Manu might not be playing, might be changed out. Roosters fans will be refreshing their NRL judiciary news a lot tonight as prop Jared Wilder Hargraves is before the judiciary to contact contest the grading of his grade two dangerous contact charge 
Um, he's already set to miss three matches, um, apparently. So Fletcher Baker will start as prop and Angus Crichton will start on the bench. So no surprise that this is a must win for South. And I hardly doubt that the Roosters are going to let this opportunity pass them to try and end the season for the Souths. The last time I watched these two sides, even when the trail, they struggled to win and the Roosters took the victory with only two points. It wasn't overly exciting, but I recall from that match that there was a real, there was just some really poor communication among the Bunnies side and just failure to connect on attack. Tricky passes that were going to no one, oh, or even just guys running and not bothering to offload. So here we are very near the end of the season and the Bunnies are still trying on these passes and with two wins in their last five games. Um, the Roosters coming in with four straight wins. Both these teams are even with 12 wins each over the season. And they actually look really similar in attack and defense. It took a while for the Roosters to step up and they're showing a lot of positive signs, but sometimes a strong finish might just be better for this team. So the Roosters have conceded 150 penalties this year and against Souths who make a lot of errors. In fact, um, I remember seeing um, a stat where I think they've got like four or five errors more than the Broncos. And funnily, the Broncos are at the top of the table. I'm going to say that for this match, it's going to be close. Anyway, this match feels to me like it's going to be gritty. I'd say for sure there will be a sin bin, some shoving. Bunnies fans will be turning up to drown out Roosters fans who they think um, will be there to urge on their players. Only by a short margin, though. I'm calling the Roosters to win this, as Souths have got a lot to work on. And after their bye, um, as we've sometimes seen this season, teams don't have that continuity in their fitness and can relax a little bit when they come back. I think it will be less than six points. What do you think, Lachlan? I know you've been pretty excited about this match. We saw this match together at Moore Park uh, earlier this year. So who are you backing this time around? I have no idea, Lainey. Please don't make me decide. This is going to be, yeah, this is such a great way to end end a season. Um, I think the NRL script writers, uh, this, is, this is exactly what they would have wanted. I'd be inter- I'm interested to see how many people show up at ACOR as well. Hopefully, um, a big crowd for this game, uh, Friday night. Great timing. Atmosphere should be great. The footy should be great. Everything's on the line. After choose one, don't I? I'm going to tip the Roosters. I'm not entirely sure why. Gabby, save me. No, give it to Emma because I need someone to tell you to go. <laughs> Um, I, don't well, I don't know who's going to win, but I'm going the Roosters just because the Rabbitohs have a better for and against than the Cowboys. And so if the Roosters knock the Rabbitohs out, the Cowboys might have a chance. And that's the only reason I'm going the Roosters because I don't know who is going to win. <laughs> Does that help you, Gabby? <laughs> no. Lachlan, why in your mind did you go Roosters? I guess South's with like have been in the news I guess a lot recently with a whole lot of I guess surrounding Latrell Mitchell but also just um other stories with uh obviously Burgess leaving and I guess that means I've lost a bit of faith subconsciously in them maybe not that I had much faith in them in the first place so I think that's what made me go with Roosters I'm not sure if that's really a good reason or not yeah no that helps I'll go Roosters then. Initially, I had Souths, but I just think there's something about it. I feel safer going the Roosters for some reason. Let's go for the Cowboys. Let's push them up into the top eight. Yeah, um, let's go Cowboys. It's going to be a small margin, though. I, look, it depends on the symptoms, right? <laughs> because, like, if you reckon this is going to be a repeat of last year, it comes down to really, I think, whether the Bunnies can keep a cool head. 
and um and whether the roosters can just ignore it like ignore the antagonizing crap that can really come out of the mouths of um, bunnies players and bunnies players just need to focus can you put a multi on uh, how many fights there'll be oh don't know is that a thing no i don't think so but there should be probably could on simbins it's a thing now <laughs> mm. all right thank you everyone uh, so the first of three matches for Saturday will begin with the 14th place Dolphins hosting the number three place New Zealand Warriors for a three o'clock match. Um, some people might say that it's pretty much over for the Dolphins. Why are you trying? Just turn up and have fun. It's the Warriors. They're your mates. Just let them win. Well, that's probably what Kiwi fans are saying. Anyway, the Dolphins have been on the end of some bad luck losing games and some close matches, but they should certainly show they have some fight and muscle in them to challenge their opponents as best as they can. The North Queensland Cowboys, however, scored them last round on defence and they came away with a 34-10 victory. Sorry, Dolphins. And the Warriors are making the trip across Tasman and with a fairly good away game record, they have enjoyed some wins at home in front of a home crowd, including last round against the Dragons with an 18-6 win. You know, I myself as a Warriors fan, I'm hoping that they'll be able to notch up another great away win for this particular match. So for the Dolphins, uh, Jesse Bromwich, he's actually back from a groin injury and this will be their final game. So Jared Wallace, he will be reverting to the bench. And prop Josh Kurt, he will miss the game uh, because of suspension, which means Max Plath will join the bench. Uh, for the Warriors, um, much like um, what you probably thought when you looked through your list for the Storm, Gabby, uh, the Warriors um, coach Andrew Webster, much like Bellamy and Walters, has opted to rest the majority of his stars. There are so many names for me to read out. Um, but let me just go with the outs. So Adam Fanua Blake is out, Chance Nicole Clockstar, Dallin Wateni Zalesniak, Luke Metcalf, Sean Johnson, Tohu Harris, and Wade Egan. And there are a whole bunch of ins. Um, but probably before I get onto the ins, I should let you know that Tamaida Martin makes his long awaited return um, at 5'8 in place of Luke Metcalf. So Luke Metcalf's off with a hamstring injury. Uh, Wade Egan is replaced in the starting side by Freddie Lussick. Good old Freddie. Mitch Barnett returns from a leg laceration and he will be um, replacing Adam Fanua Blake. That prop to Harris, he is apparently out with a back injury, which I'm kind of surprised with. Um, it's usually his knees. Anyway, so Dylan Walker will be starting at lock, and Braden um, William and Tom Ale are the new faces that will be on the bench. So probably like I said before, I'm, I'm not quite sure what um, the Dolphins are going to bring to this match. I think they already have accepted uh, where they are um, in the competition. But it's up in Brisbane. It's in Lang Park. They still do have a lot of Dolphins fans up there who will still believe in them and hope to see a good win and a good game. I am a little bit hesitant about who I'm going to tip for this, but I know my heart definitely wants to um, tip the Warriors. It's much like um, what you guys are facing uh, is that this is just a completely different team. Although there are some, you know, some some players that have been performing quite well who do know pretty much the playbook quite well from the Warriors side so I guess I can with quite a bit more confidence tip the Warriors for this they do have pretty good depth compared to the Dolphins um, they've had you know quite a string of wins lately they are really following this winning feeling I'm not sure whether the Dolphins will be thinking we've got to end with a win we have to come out here and try and get a win and not you know have so many uh, losses uh, behind us but I am going to tip the Warriors. They have a pretty good um, set of statistics versus uh, the Dolphins. I've got to say, I mean, like 16 wins out of the season versus the Dolphins, eight wins. It's, yeah, kind of remarkable, really. I'm still pinching myself that the Warriors are even this high on the table this far along in the season. Um, but 
I am going to tip the Warriors. They are a very strong side. Although they don't have a lot of those uh, key attacking players, they do still have guys like Montoya on the side, who is quite effective uh, when it comes to running the ball. Um, and, you know, sometimes in defence. But uh, they've got a bunch of other players. And I'm also really excited to see um, Temaida Martin back. Jermaine Isakul, though, for the Dolphins, he is like a try machine and like a big point scoring um, dude at the moment. So apparently he is leading the table um, across the entire competition. He's scored 230 points and he's scored 23 um, tries um, this season. So he might be wanting to clock up some more in this particular match, but I hope it's not enough to win the game, Dolphins. So, yeah, I am tipping the Warriors. What do you guys think? I'm going to tip the Dolphins, Lainey. Oh. Um, I I think nobody truly thought the Dolphins would be able to pull it off in round one. Really, on paper, there's no reason they should be able to pull it off this round. I I just think Wayne Bennett's got one more miracle in him for this season, and I think it will be this weekend. I hope it will be. I think that would just be a good way to – to end the season for the Dolphins, a uh, history-making season for the NRL and for Queensland Rugby League. So, yeah, Dolphins for me. Yeah, well, I think I was probably one of the only people that did actually tip the Dolphins to win that first game. Um, and, yeah, I think they've pulled off some crazy stuff all throughout the season. And, sure, they could do it again just to surprise everyone, but the Warriors are just they are looking really strong. Um, I think coming into the finals, how they are, like, yeah, you should be pretty confident, Laney, and very excited to have them up there. Um, just like you, I'm pretty excited to see Tamari Martin back. Um, he's had a super rough, just unlucky career. He retired, like, however long ago. That was, like, five years ago with his brain and stuff, and then he came back, and now he's been gone. And, yeah, it'll be exciting to see how he goes. Uh, so I'll be cheering him on. But, um, yeah, I think you could be onto something there, Lachlan. The Dolphins could come out and just just pull an upset just for fun, but I'm going to pick the Warriors because, yeah, they're looking too good. What are you thinking, Gabby? Well, now I don't know. <laughs> Initially I wanted to go the Warriors, but now looking at the team list for the Dolphins, I'm thinking that maybe this potentially almost fully-strength Dolphins side could beat this not full-strength Warriors side. Well, they're full-strength, but not their normal pack, I guess. I don't know. And the only other thing I'm thinking is that it's being it's playing it's being played at Suncorp. Will the Dolphins feel more at home compared to the Warriors? Can I just say when the Warriors played against the Titans out the Gold Coast, apparently the crowd there, all the commentators said this feels like a Warriors crowd and a Warriors home game because almost no one was cheering for the Titans. So there are a lot of Kiwis who live in Brisbane that would turn up to cheer for the Warriors for this probably around the same as how many would cheer for the Dolphins. Okay, well, I'll go the Warriors. You've convinced me. Thank you, everyone. So for the second match on Saturday, the Penrith Panthers are hosting the North Queensland Cowboys out in Penrith. (laughs) This particular match, um, I imagine you're going to be quite excited about what it's got in store for you, Emma. I mean, we saw last week, well, certainly the Eels showed that the Penrith Panthers are, you know, they're not infallible. They're certainly... um, vulnerable to be taken down i'm not sure the queensland uh, the north queensland cowboys are the side to do that um there's a lot riding on the line here for your side emma um what can we expect from this match because i'm sure you've got a lot that you want to go through well it is a very important game probably the most important game of the season uh the cowboys are fighting to keep the season alive and as i said before even if they do get the win it will still take the roosters beating the rabbitos or possibly 
if the Raiders lose to the Sharks, maybe we could slide in on for and against because I think the Raiders have a pretty terrible for and against. Uh, and I think that could work as well. But either way, the Cowboys really have to win this and quite convincingly for them to even have a chance. Prior to last week, the Panthers had actually been undefeated at this stadium since round one, but now it's two losses all year there. So still looking quite strong. Uh, but the Cowboys have won their last two matches against the Panthers. And the Panthers are coming off a loss last week to the Eels, as I said, and the Cowboys coming off a win to the Dolphins. Cowboys are really fighting, <laughs> fighting hard. They've got a lot more to prove than, I mean, the Panthers could try and come back and get the minor premiers, but I think just making the top eight is probably a bit more important to that. So I think the Cowboys are going to play with all their heart, like we often see from them when it matters. So hopefully. Uh, so for the Panthers, Dylan Dylan Edwards, Sunia Taruva, and Mitch Kenny and Scott Sorensen are all back on deck after being rested in round 26. Jerome Luai is out after dislocating his shoulder, and he'll be replaced by Jack Cogger. Zach Hosking goes to the bench, and Luke Garner goes to the reserves. That's the main changes for them. Um, I think just based on that, they're obviously not trying to rest a whole lot more people than <laughs> some of the other teams, like Broncos and Storm. So I think kind of shows a little bit that it's they still finding it an important game. Um, but with Jerome Luai out, I think that's a big loss for them. And we just saw how it affected them last week in that Eels game. Um, yeah, he's a pretty influential player as much uh, that we like to talk bad about him sometimes. <laughs> he is pretty influential, I think. And, um, yeah, the Cowboys are going with the same 17 from last week. I think they're pretty happy with what they've got and they're just trying to stay as strong as possible going into the finals because there's really no room for error. Um, I'm going to go them, obviously, and I hope they get the win, but it is a lot to ask. I think it says a lot that Penrith aren't resting anyone really at all compared to the other teams. I think, don't know whether that's minor premiership motivation or I think it's the fact that the Cowboys are a genuine threat and it's going to be a difficult game. I also think they're silly for not resting players this week because they have seen what happened to Jerome Luai last week, which they could potentially have been resting players two weeks ago. Uh, so it's a bit of a risk. But again, I don't know. I think oh, this is this is hard because the Cowboys, they'll be playing for so much more than what Penrith are. Penrith are sort of going to sit back and accept maybe their fate in the fact that they're up there. I think I'll just go Penrith purely because they're not resting anyone and they're foolish, but I'll back them anyway. I'm going to go Penrith as well, just because I feel like, you know, teams like right on the edge of the eight, it never seems to go well for them with the, you know, got to win this game and have the other results go their way. Uh, Yeah. I just feel like Penrith's going to kill off the whole thing. Um, Cowboys are going to come into that knowing exactly what they need to do um, after the Roosters and Rabbitohs have already played. Uh, which will kind of help them probably. And also Penrith, I wonder if, um, say, if the Broncos lose earlier in the round, if they um, get upset, then I wonder if that impacts the way Penrith plays and suddenly minor premierships back on the table. But, yeah, there's a lot to consider. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just going to sit Penrith. I think I'm just going to play it safe. I'm conflicted, but I know I definitely want to. <laughs> so the reason why I'm conflicted is I definitely want to go for the Cowboys that much. Um but I'm just a little bit worried with this because, you know, I'm kind of looking ahead and thinking that wherever Panthers end up, um, that means they're going to end up playing 
playing the Warriors in the semis. And I don't, I don't know whether the Warriors are strong enough to take on uh, the Panthers. But I'm definitely going to go for the Cowboys for this, Emma. I am backing your team. Um, if there's one thing I've worked out about them is that they really know how to just, you know, giddy up when they need to. Uh, I'm not sure Panthers are going to work it out for this particular match. Um, there's no science behind it. It's just the fact that, you know, when they've got like a couple of key players out, they're kind of, you know, they're not concentrating. Um, they're not as focused. But, I mean, Scott Drinkwater basically won that game with Dylan Edwards, you know, at the helm. I think it was however many um, weeks ago. I, I actually do think that um, even though he does get a lot of criticism about, you know, who he is or sometimes, you know, perhaps he's not considered an effective player, Luai actually makes such a difference when he's there with Cleary alongside, you know, those two. They, they really work that um, attacking line quite well. Um, I don't know how Jack's going to go in that particular role and if he's going to pair well with Cleary. Um, I've often found that... Um, you know, the two of them have that sort of, are you going, am I going sort of confusion uh, between the two of them on the field. Also, I thought Brian Sorton looked really ordinary last week. Um, and I usually back him as a great winger because he's great at attack and he's great at defence. Last week, Mike Sivo made him look ordinary down that side. He was able to run around him. I reckon the Cowboys will be able to take him. It's going to be gritty and close, but that's what I think. Just me, as usual, going for an upset. Probably not. Nothing coming out of it. Yeah, I want the Cowboys up there. Do you think if it comes out um, before they play that they have no chance at the minor premiership, do you think they will change their mind and rest anyone? That's a really good insight because they probably will. Watch Cleary be rested if they don't, if Brisbane... ...will win the minor premiership. Yeah. Um, So if, if Broncos win, then in essence, Melbourne will finish... Sorry, not Melbourne. Penrith will finish in second, so... Yeah, I guess it would make sense to rest players. I haven't looked at who's on their reserves and they need to – actually, they need to make a decision to cut. Oh, no, because the Broncos game is Thursday. So, yeah, yeah, they'd have – they wouldn't have had to cut their squad yet. So, yeah, they could Maybe that's they why this full-strength team has been named. Maybe. If the Broncos win, yeah, I think it would be quite likely to see some changes in that side in the 24-hour kickoff um, cut when they – drop a few players, I think they would likely drop players um, like Nathan Cleary or, um, yeah, other critical players and, and make some some changes. I'm not sure who they've been listed in their reserves, though, so need to see who'd fill in. I think especially players like Cleary that have already had issues throughout the year with injuries, if there's any even a slight niggle towards the back, towards the end of the week, surely you would change your mind then because it's not really going to matter if you lose well, that's what I would do well Even I'm worried they, yeah I'm yeah. worried about your Cowboys Emma because like they'll be fighting with everything for this particular match um yeah. and like there will probably be a few injuries come away from this um hopefully not mm. go Cowboys <laughs> this should be a good match though this is like another one of my match of the round contender um games um, Zach Laybutt, he is doing pretty well as a He was friend. brilliant. Yeah. I was excited. So scored like two tries in his only his third game ever. So so good. Showing some promising signs for him. Is this the the last of the Gabby Magic round? No, I would really like the Cowboys to beat them. I think there's some deceitfulness going on at Penrith. I think they'll rest <laughs> so many players when they if Brisbane win this minor premiership. We'll see. The mm. Prince will not be playing, I bet you. Anyway. All right. 
Well, that's a lovely segue. Speaking of deceitful, the primetime match for Saturday in store for us is with the St. George Illawarra Dragons hosting the fifth place at Newcastle Knights who have been on a hot winning streak and chasing their ninth straight win for this particular match. It isn't at Newcastle, but at Cogra Oval. Perhaps there'll be a strong Dragons crowd to show up and support their side. Who knows? Despite the fact that their uh, season will, well, pretty much their finals hopes are over, this could be a great fun match to watch. Um, interestingly. Um, there's nothing, there's nothing to lose here. Knights have been showing they're in pretty great form, uh, hoping to obviously uh, continue this climb and um, maintain this form. Gabby, there's a lot to unpack um, from this particular match. I'm sure the Newcastle coach is, is pleased to be in a position to start making some decisions about uh, resting players um, after we saw their performance last week. What can we look forward to for this match? Yeah, I'm so excited for the Knights. I feel like this momentum just gets built up more and more each week as we get closer to the finals. As you said, Lainey, they're going in search of their ninth victory in a row this week. Like that's, that is crazy. Like each week it's more and more unbelievable that we're talking of the Knights in this position. So they've ensured that they're, if they can ensure they finish in fifth place, they can get a home ground final if they get the win this week. So that's so exciting for not only the Knights themselves, but Knights supporters. The Dragons, however, have shown they've shown promising signs in recent weeks, but will still finish the season in second last position, which equals their worst ever finish as a joint venture in 2019. So that's a bit sad, I suppose. I guess the Dragons will be playing for pride in their final round of the 2023 season. But the Knights, however, they're on a roll and I'm hoping to see them, yeah, Let's let's see them not get to the grand final, of course, but yeah, get get somewhere up there. So this week for the Dragons, Jack DeBellin returns from from suspension at lock. So Michael Molo goes to the bench. Debutante Sione Finau suffered an ankle injury against the Warriors, and he is being replaced by Matt Fine on the wing. Jaden Sullivan is listed amongst the reserves as he looks to return from a hamstring injury. So unfortunate news for the Knights fans. Kalen Ponga has suffered a high-grade AC shoulder injury last week in the game against the Sharks, so he will miss this week's match. This shifts Lachlan Miller to Ponga's replacement at fullback. Halfback Jackson Hastings has been listed amongst the reserves as he nears a return from an ankle injury, as is Lachlan Fitzgibbon, who missed round 26 with a shoulder issue. Tyson Frizzell, Dane Gagai and Phoenix Crossland are all being rested. So that means Brody Jones, Anari Tuala and Ba'amanu Brown come in and Riley Jones makes his NRL debut off the bench in the backup hooker position. So although there are a few rested for the Knights this week, I think, again, a few debutants, it'll be exciting to watch them play their first games. It's an easy Knights pick for me this week, but, yeah, I don't think the Dragons, the Dragons will do it. But we will see you next year, Dragons. You have been fun to label as deceitful all year. <laughs> Hopefully you do better next time. What do you think, Lachlan? Yeah, well, no one can stop the Knights, it seems. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be the deceitful Dragons. Um, yeah, Newcastle's just going to keep rolling on, I reckon. <laughs> I originally thought the Knights easy, but with Ponga out, I think I think that makes a bit of a difference, if I'm being honest. Um, I know at the start of the season it was like, oh, do they even need him? They don't really need him. But I think these days, like, 
things have been going really well and it's about time they had a loss <laughs> at the moment. Like, yeah, that seems like they're going really strong, but something's telling me that this is going to be the time for them to to have a loss. Um, I don't know why because it's the Dragons, but I don't feel confident about tipping the Knights for some reason. Um, <laughs> am I just being crazy, Lainey? What are you thinking? I'm not thinking that the Dragons are going to win. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I mean, like in fairy tales, aren't knights usually the ones that slay dragons to show their worth? I know this isn't a fairy tale. This is real life. Um, But the knights are very strong. And every time I watch the dragons play, they just let it slip away. Uh, They find something to to just ruin their chances of winning. Um, And another thing that I've really sort of I've noticed over time is like they've got like two or three players that when you think, oh, yeah, their season's getting better, you know, they've, they've, they've managed to find their form, they're working together well, and then the next week it's like, nah, they forgot everything they did last week. It's like they just have amnesia when it comes to good football, uh, which is quite annoying. So um, in the Knights, they just keep building and building and building. They're just getting stronger, and the Dragons just haven't been that consistent. I, I'm not sure that that they'll come into this to, to try and prove a point that they've still got it. I, I would like to think that that the Dragons just have the good sense to go, you know what, Knights, we'll let you go all the way. <laughs> I don't know where the players actually think that, but the Dragons, haven't they haven't been playing consistent football all season, and I don't know why they'd suddenly think, oh, yeah, we'll turn up for the last season um, game and do it then. It's just bananas to me. They should be doing that the whole, the whole season. I think you're right. I don't really think that the Dragons have anything to give, but I just am not convinced that the Knights are going to keep I think it's just this this bias thing that I like. Same thing last week. Remember, I said I don't really want to tip them because I feel like the sharks are stronger. Even though we've been saying for the past however long on the podcast that the sharks are not going doing good, I just still don't think of the knights being like I'm in disbelief a bit. Mm. But if you look at the teams side by side, you've got Zach Lomax, Lomax paired against Best. You have got Marju against Ravaloa. Like you know, even if you look at their backs, and then you have a look at their forwards. It's, there's a clear misalignment and um, strength, speed, and ability here. Mm. Would you would you say Adam Clune is better than Ben Hunt? No, but Adam Clune's been playing playing better football in the last nine, eight games than Ben Hunt has. Yeah. Oh man, either I'll say Knights. Take a tie. <laughs> That's what I said last week. <laughs> uh, I'll go the Knights. Let's let's leave it at that. Thanks, Emma. And also thanks, Gabby, for your preview. All right, so we've got the first of the Sunday matches. It'll be over on the Gold Coast, and this could be an interesting match um, as the 13th place Titans are hosting the 15th place Canterbury Bulldogs. All right, I don't know what to expect here, but um, Emma, tell us, um, what can we expect from this match? Uh, We see that the Titans have won one of their past five games, the same for the Bulldogs. Interestingly, though, uh, like last week we saw... The Storm dispatched the Bulldogs quite easily, 37 to 16. Sea Eagles also dispatching uh, the Titans, 42 to 24. What are, These two teams aren't playing for much at the moment, except maybe for a bit of pride. Um, can you tell us what we can expect from this match over on the Gold Coast? Yeah, I think it could be a closer game than it first seems to look. I just The Bulldogs are just doing terribly. But as you said, so are the Titans at the moment. Uh the last two times that they've met, the Bulldogs have actually won. 
but yeah, as you said, with the Titans at 13th and the Bulldogs at 15th, they're really just playing, I think, to see who's going to have a bigger mad Monday. It's the end of the 2023 season, not much more than go out and see what you can do, have some fun and uh, celebrate after. And I think, I guess that it's a uh, Titans home game. Um, maybe it'll be them that has <laughs> has a bigger one. For the Titans, uh, my week for the weaker is back after missing the Storm game to be home for the birth of his first child. So congratulations to him and his partner. Isaac Liu is injured with a, his has injured his finger, obviously, so he's out. Uh, and then Bulldogs, we've got Tavita Pangai Jr. is actually retired to become a boxer, so he's been left out of the side, um, which means his NRL career is now over. And Harrison Edwards has been replaced by Max King. And the new phases on the bench are Sam Hughes and Curtis Morin. Forwards Raymond Fatella Marina and Ryan Sutton are listed in the reserves as they look to possibly make it back for the Dogs' last game, but I doubt it. I don't know why you would bring them back, rush them back from an injury to um, play this last game that's not meaning anything. I think I'm going to go to the Titans for no other reason than it's their last home game, and why not go out with a bang? I completely agree based on that. Pure and simple fact only. I think a Titans home game, they'll seal the deal and the Bulldogs haven't really proved much all year, <laughs> quietly. Um, yeah, I'm going the Titans. Lachlan? Yeah, I'm with you. Titans as well for me. Yeah, disappointing season for the Bulldogs especially. Uh, yeah, I just think the Titans will, will have more to give this weekend. I actually think the Bulldogs might come out and win. It's just really bizarre, but like... Yeah, I just have this feeling that Bulldogs, I, I for some reason keep thinking that Gus Gould's been like slowly um, like talking to them about, can you hurry up and win because you're embarrassing me <laughs> type of thing. Um, yeah, I just feel like the Bulldogs, just because, you know, they're like that, they might just come back and win. And this feels like just feels like the, the one that they would do it right in front of, um, you know, a Titans home crowd just to give them a hiding and just so they can get on with Mad Monday. No science, that's what I'm going for. Okay, so the final match of the NRL is out at Shark Park. The Cronulla Sharks are hosting the Green Machine, Canberra Raiders. So the Sharks are sitting six on the ladder and the Raiders are sitting at number seven. Well, this is uh, going to be a great match to watch. You know, this is another one of the matches that I've um, been thinking is a contender for match of the round. It's also the final match, which is usually the day where we see unusual results. Um, Lachlan, this is kind of interesting. Um, tell us, look, Sharks might be looking to self-correct after their last match. So, you know, pretty much served their behinds by the Knights. Um, and having a look at this as well, I can see that the Broncos, mm, yeah, that was quite a contentious match um, with that win over the Raiders 29-18. to 18. What can we expect from this? I think it will be um, a real bang to finish off the season. Um, it's shaping up really nicely. I think it's a, a very a very good way to end a, a record-breaking season, a very historic one. We saw had no COVID disruptions for one. We also saw a 17th team, a new buy structure, 27 rounds. Yeah, so many so many new things this season. So uh, a big occasion at the end of the 2023 regular season. Both clubs, they level on competition points. So this game is really critical to the makeup of next week's elimination finals with a home final guaranteed for the winner, whilst the loser may find themselves dangerously close to dropping out of the eight entirely, depending on the other results across the weekend. Uh, especially Canberra, they're more at risk than Cronulla due to their uh, for and against. Uh, Cronulla, they'll be pretty disappointed with their performance last week, as I touched on at the start of the show, and a few others did as well, I think, uh, getting thrashed by the Knights in the end, 32-6 to 6 
and worryingly going scoreless in that second half. So they're heading to the final round, not entirely certain about their position in the eight because of that result. In terms of team news for Cronulla, Nico Hines is in after missing uh, his game last week through injury. He'll pair up with Braden Trindle in the halves, pushing Matt Moylan onto the bench. Uh, yes, not many, not many weird teamless changes for Cronulla compared with some of the other things we've seen clubs doing this week. Obviously, they've still got a heap to play for. Uh, Canberra Raiders, they're in the top four just two months ago, but we've seen uh, a fairly difficult draw and some careless losses, seeing them drop down to seventh with one game remaining. Uh, they put up a decent fight against the likely minor premiers Brisbane last week. They went down 29-18 at home. And like the Sharks, they went trialless in the second half, letting an 18-16 lead get away from them. So, yeah, they'll be. I think they'll be pretty motivated to get this win, to get back in front of their home crowd and their uh, you know Viking clap for uh, an elimination final next week. Um, but a big big out for them is Josh Papali'i. He looks out for the remainder of the season. So Hohepa Puru looks set to make his NRL debut off the bench. We've also just heard, I think, from the NRL judiciary that Corey Horsburgh has been found guilty of that shoulder charge. So he will miss four weeks through suspension, and that is likely the end of his season with Canberra unless they go all the way. Another big out there. This is the second meeting between these two sides in 2023. The Raiders prevailed back in round three, 24-20. So Cronulla will be looking for some revenge quite a while later. I think I'm going to tip... The Raiders, I think <laughs> I'm going to go against against the odds. I think Cronulla, Cronulla stuffing this opportunity up to have a home elimination final in front of their home crowd this week. I just think that's going to fall over and it's going to be a bit embarrassing for them, to be honest. Um, I think Canberra are going to be a bit fired up after last week. And yeah, I think they'll come out swinging and really put some points on the board early. And I don't think Cronulla will be able to um, hold them all the way. So yeah, Canberra for me. What do you think, Emma? Well, I hope not. Uh, I would like to see the Raiders get beaten just so that it gives any slight possibility that the Cowboys might make the eight. That's really the only reason. I, yeah, I couldn't tell you which one is going to win, but that's what I'm hoping for. Initially, I was going to go the Raiders, but I think with the loss of Josh Papali'i and Corey Horsburgh, I think the Sharks will just get over them in terms of trying to prove their worth um, in the top eight. So I think I'm going to go the Sharks. I'm going for Raiders, actually. I'm with you, Lachlan, on this. It's a bit awful for them that they've got Corey out, but nah, anyway, they'll work it out. But, yeah, Ricky was so fired up after that press conference last week. I feel like he's going to be telling them do everything possible, everything possible, whether it's seen by cameras or not, to get this win uh, for us. And, um, yeah, I, I'm i not sure. I mean, I even looked a bit unsure about Sharks after their match against the Knights. Like, they looked ordinary. Knights just ran all over them. Um, and Raiders, when they want to, they're going to have some pretty great defence. I'm I'm with you, Lachlan. I feel like they're going to be so fired up, they're going to be taking the win. But, Emma, having done my ladder predictor as to what I thought the outcomes are going to be for this, if all of the teams that I have tipped for win, the Cowboys still make it in the eight. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm not saying that I'm magic or anything, but... But, yeah, they, they still have a it. chance. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, Lainey, if it, if it gets us in the top eight, I'll take it. Mm. But that's me thinking that Broncos is going to beat the storm. <laughs> All right, that's it, everyone. Thank you for your uh, matches. 
All right. So I'd like each of you, you've probably had to think about it. We've seen some interesting hairstyles, some awful ones, um, some haircuts, uh, some decisions uh, that I think a player thought, yeah, this will be cool and probably regretting it when they look back at it next year. Um, who are your two best hairstyles and why for this season? Any player um, who wants to go first to nominate your your two hair nominees? I'll start with you, Gabby. You look like someone who would have thought about this. I have, actually. I was trying to find – I had a list of, like, a top five, but I can't find my list. But I do remember that on that list I had Ryan Pappenhausen for obvious reasons because, my God, that mullet, like, beautiful flowing in the wind. And last weekend when he returned back to his NRL game, all the crowd had little Ryan Pappenhausen mullets, so – yeah, he's got a strong social media following and the a bit of a cult for the rising of the mullet. Uh, for number two, I'd, it's hard to look by Dallin Wittini Zelensniak. Like his hair is just so beautiful and I wish my hair was that shiny. He's just, yeah, like I read an article about his hair routine because I was so invested in it and he literally just said, I have a shower and let it dry and that's that. And he said sometimes his partner buys him some product, but it's basically just naturally that beautiful. So, yeah, they've got my two picks. So good. I love that. Uh, yeah, well, obviously, Paps, you're right. He does really have a bit of a cult following with the the mullet. He's always reposting every every little kid's mullet. But um, I think the only person that can really take him on for the best mullet is probably Tino just because it's so long. Like that is intense, that hair. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go Tino. But on a more serious note, um, I think the most consistent person, just not even this season, just in general ever, always has fresh fade or something. It's really pretty much a haircut every week, I swear, is um, Val Holmes. It's um, nothing crazy but always consistently good. So I'm nominating him. What about you, Lachlan? Um, all very good picks from both of you. I'm going to start with Reese Walsh, probably because of the eyebrows. Um, I'm not sure. Do you reckon his haircut, like, draws that out? Or, I don't know, I'd need to, like... Definitely. Yeah, like definitely. It. Yeah, he has yeah. good hair. So I'll go Reese Walsh. Um, it's not really pushing the boundaries as some of the others are, but, yeah, definitely up there. And then I'm going to go for pushing the boundaries slightly. And um, I'm not sure about best or most beautiful, but I think it certainly is iconic. So I'm going to go Vili Kikau, especially that um, haircut he rocked for a lot of time last year as well when it was quite wild. So I think it'd be remiss of me not to mention him. Tino's a goer for sure. Um, I think him and um, DWZ would could be great like shampoo commercial, um, <laughs> like his spokespeople. I think it'd be great. So Wayne Bennett is known for saying to all of his players, don't you turn up to training with a bad haircut or you're off the team or you'd be playing in reserve grade. And the hammer seems to get away with this sort of funky haircut um, that he has each week. And I think, well, he's obviously pulling off, you know, a great style that Wayne is deceived by it. Uh, so I think um, hammer's got, um, you know, pretty good hair. I quite like his ha- um, haircut. Um, the other one I had was Ruben Cotter. I just thought that is just beautiful. It's like a mane. Um, and, Often whenever you're watching the field, uh, like like any of his matches, you can always pick him out because it, it just feels like it's a bit like Ryan Pappenhausen. It's almost like at a flutter all the time. Even when he's standing there, the wind just manages to pick it up in the right place. So that was uh, my two. 
great picks. I had them in my uh, in my head as well, and uh, definitely Kikau. It's pretty iconic. <laughs> do we do we all agree? Is there is there any opposition to any of their nominations that have been made? Definitely not. They're all beautiful. Hmm. I thought Gutho was a pretty pretty keen. Um, like he was a possible, but yeah, his hair's gone now. <laughs> yeah, his man bun was really nice, and then now it's just oh god. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed Campbell. Is it Campbell Graham? He had been sort of yeah, um, been like trying to grow this. Like I don't know if you remember at the very start of the season, he had tape around his head, um, and then it just kept sort of slipping up, and his hair was just looking all weird. And then he suddenly realized, oh, I can just use a hair tie, um, and it, and it looks better, and it keeps it off my face. Um, but he's actually managed to keep it consistently at that length. He's not trying to grow it out. Um, a bit like um, Pat Carrigan on the Broncos. It's always at that. He's got actually great looking hair as well. He probably does nothing too. And it always just looks so silky and beautiful. I'm jealous. Well, so we should probably mention Nico. Even when it's wet, Nico's yeah. hair looks so nice. <laughs> I had it down as well. Always he look, his hair looks better wet than it does dry for me. Definitely. How does he keep it so wet all the time? Does he just dunk his head in like the water before he runs out, or like what? I don't know. But it's like, why? Right. Why is it always wet? Because he knows it looks better wet, Emma. So, does, like, so do I. That's why I always have my hair wet. But like, I mean, <laughs> how? <laughs> just how is it not so drying wet? in the humidity? Yeah, I reckon. That's I don't understand. I reckon there's a trainer on the sidelines who has one drink bottle that just says Nico hair. <laughs> That's his only job. Nico, your hair's getting dry. Here, take it. <laughs> this week, this weekend, we see Belinda Sharp and Casey Badger both oh, being lead female so referees. Yeah. So Belinda Sharp's got the Manly Tigers game on Friday night and then Casey Badger has the Titans Bulldogs on Sunday. So that's exciting. First time we get to see both women taking the lead in the ref's seat. And that's a wrap for this episode of the NRL Show. Thank you so much, Gabby, Emma and Lachlan. I am in awe of your dedication, passion and love of the game. And I cannot believe that in one season we've managed to produce 26 episodes. Love your commitment and your contributions. Thank you so much. To our listeners, we hope you enjoyed this episode and grateful for you tuning in and hearing our musings and thoughts. Of course, we are keen to hear your comments on our nominees for best hair for the NRL 2023 season tell us about yours we wish your team a great round of football with no injuries send-offs or suspensions and if you're heading out to any of the matches please be safe and have fun listeners we truly appreciate your support and hope you can tune in regularly so please feel free to tell a friend about our show and help us to spread the word this is the mojo sports nrl show where we talk all things rugby league until next time take care of yourselves and each other